0: I will tell you this, the president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House.
1: Democrats were shuddering privately just right. a few days ago about how big the margin was going to be.
2: Republicans were predicting a red wave, but they may end up with the same
1: slim majority Democrats have had for the last 2 years. We are going to take the house back. But well, we've got so much more to do, and I have only begun to fight.
0: You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last... Destiny. Welcome back to the Rules Variety program. Uh, I got to tell you, fellas, it comes as news to me that uh, President Biden is the best communicator in this White House.
1: I mean, if that's the case, if she legitimately <laughs> believes that then everybody in the comm shop needs to turn in their resignation listen li- listen guys <laughs> cuz he's not setting the bar very <laughs> high.
3: we have we have seen what the comm shop has to produce uh karine pierre has made her share of mistakes and i just think everybody in the building is hitting well below the mendoza line i agree with her biden is the best communicator
0: in the <laughs> oh man i mean look the bar is set if it's biden is the best uh, <laughs> certainly Kamal is not going to threaten that. No. Karine Jean-Pierre is not going to threaten that. No. Uh, Klain was not going to threaten it. I don't even know the name of the new guy. Uh, Zients or whatever his name is. No. Doesn't feel like it. I haven't heard from him, so I don't know. Um. I think that's
3: by design. Yeah, well,
0: he maybe it means he's smart, right? Mm-hmm. He's keeping below the radar. Um, uh, Kirby.
3: Yeah, Kirby. Kirby, my, Kirby, Kirby, Kirby is Kirby is not without talent. They also, I I saw in the news they're bringing in Ben LeBolt, whose oh, politics man, really? to, whose politics do not align with any of our anybody in our audience. But the guy is not without talent.
0: No, he's got talent. He's got talent. I've met him dealt with him before he's got talent he's he, a
2: hack he's a left-wing like lunatic i, I mean you'd hate that. him but, you, but,
0: but, but
3: but but he's he's got something that that nobody in this white house has had up until this point is an ability to that's
0: gracious no i mean yeah. look yeah you'd be your takeaway too yeah it'd be your takeaway too okay he's
3: a, he's a smart guy
0: yeah uh so but you know what She might be right joe biden most talented communicator in this White House.
2: And you brought up you brought up Kamala Harris, and I would I, be remiss if I didn't bring this up. This is a tweet from Eugene Daniels. It says, "In an interview with me yesterday, Vice President Kamala Harris <laughs> said she doesn't think the Chinese spy balloon negatively impacts relations between the two countries."
0: <laughs> this is fucking unbelievable. <laughs> like, it's just up. I hope that's a guess. Uh, what's a little espionage between friends? Yeah. Huh? It doesn't seem like a big deal. It doesn't seem like a big deal. <laughs> oh, man, it's unbelievable. But, you know, look, he might be the best communicator in this White House because, frankly, nobody else is communicating. We're still on, what, day whatever. None of these people, other than this, they put Kirby out to say that we shouldn't be afraid of aliens. Yeah. We literally learned about the balloon and all of the other things that were shot down over American airspace um, by members of Congress.
1: Yeah, I think the most informative thing I saw was uh, the press gaggle when Senator Kennedy came out from viewing the... Yeah, John Kennedy. Yeah, John Kennedy, I think he gave kind of a chilling assessment of things.
0: Yeah, yeah. You don't. You never like to hear... A, a senator emerged from closed briefings to say, "We don't know. We don't know."
1: Well, also in particular him because because he is a way of telling you. Yeah. Well, I mean, usually he's got like a great one-liner yeah. <laughs> that lightens the mood. Yeah. Didn't feel that way. Should we? <laughs> should, we should we? Should we play the audio of, of John Kennedy
0: here? Yeah. Let's do it.
3: These objects have been flying over us
2: for years, many years. We've known about those objects for many years. We're not sure that we've known about all of them, but we've known about many of them, except for the Chinese spy balloon. We don't know what they are. What's different about the last two weeks is that we've started shooting them down but
0: we can't find the remnants uh okay so Duncan, i know where your head's at i'm um, uh, yeah i mean w- well so i mean he
1: very clearly makes a <laughs> distinction between the chinese spy balloon and these other unidentified flying objects that we've now shot out of the sky and he mentions no remnants It's like they phase shifted out to another dimension or something.
0: (laughs) You know, like, we don't know.
1: We fired a missile, uh, it went off, and we found nothing.
0: Well, granted, we have fired a Sidewinder missile at something the size of a kitchen table. Uh Uh-huh. Not likely to be a lot of remnants.
1: But nothing.
2: If they can find a black box from a plane... Bro,
1: they can find the entire plane and piece it back together yep. in a hangar when yep. these things explode in the sky. You're telling me you can find nothing?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Something's up. I nothing. Think,
2: I think they're hiding it from us. I think they're hiding it from senators.
0: What do you think... Hold on. Let me tap into that. Yeah. What do you think they're hiding? I
2: think I think the Biden administration is totally embarrassed that, you know, they've coddled China for so long. China's probably got some super advanced stuff. Is like, that
0: what you think? Because that's not what he thinks. I
2: mean, yeah, I, I, I know, I know where Duncan is, and I think they want people to think that. Because I, when you've got Kamala being able, you know, when you've got Kamala saying like, "Hey, we shouldn't, we shouldn't let this screw up things with China," like it's very clear their position has been one to just like give China whatever they want sell this country out to to completely destroy our domestic energy production if it means chinese solar panels are covering our land coast to coast if that's the position that they've taken they would be embarrassed if china responds to being treated C- so well by sending some quick, like super advanced stuff over but our quick, country
1: quick counterpoint i'd okay. love to hear it because uh, look i think this strengthens the aliens argument <laughs> um that We found out as well that this Chinese spy balloon, they tracked it all the way from China. Yeah, as it took off. To the United States. That's what we found out yesterday. And of course, they chose not to shoot it down. And we can argue about the wisdom of that. Obviously, they're pretty stupid. <laughs> but to acknowledge that, that this thing was tracked the whole time, and then to say, Senator Kennedy said, that we have no idea what these other objects are, yeah, it, it, would tell me... We have a ton of knowledge of the exact capability of the Chinese surveillance systems,
0: which also lets you know that they have a lot of capability of tracking all surveillance right. from all. Co- I mean, if if the, if the Chinese are somebody that you've, you understand, right, and that you know exactly what it is that they're trying to do from an espionage standpoint, and you've tracked it from the homeland all yeah. the way to here it would suggest that you have a good handle if on that if they the rest had the
1: what i'm saying and we talked about this on the previous episode cuz i'd mentioned you know maybe they do have this next gen stuff and, and smug and i were sort of on the same page with that and i was sort of saying the alien stuff you know a possibility i would enjoy but sort of far far fetched Mm. now you feel like eh. I feel like I'm you know maybe get my hopes up well but here's the th- here's the kind do of- you want to meet an alien no I, I, you're telling I me you don't want to, want to meet me. an alien no way
3: I, we, we have an alien as our vice president are you kidding me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: she does sort of talk like how an alien would
0: an would, AI yeah yeah but but let me just counterpoint that for a moment um they were traveling with the Gulf Stream Okay. Right. Their entire route to where they were ultimately shot down, evidently, according to these guys, uh, didn't have any sort of independent propulsion and appeared to be just traveling with a Gulf Stream and weather stream as it traveled across the country. Uh, That doesn't suggest a lot of technological expertise to me. It's and it almost feels like a kid's balloon at a birthday party.
1: Yeah, or it could suggest a um, a need to
0: defeat radar. But okay, all right, all right, let's take that.
2: And that path takes it over so many nuclear silos. I think they were like, okay, this is a way that we can kind of have a. a, a something in the air to monitor but that won't raise a lot of red flags so
0: maybe they just have better media meteor- meteorologists i don't know maybe is that what we're talking about here because honestly if you have a next i think the suggestion here is that what you said is that there's some kind of next gen china surveillance deal here okay
2: i mean if there's any country i think has the most advanced surveillance Oh, yeah, has no, ever created? Oh, I, I would say China.
0: You have no argument They're with me. They're super with it. You have no argument with me on that. But I think the issue is if you have this this stuff that's been operating for years and all of a sudden you've got F-35s fl- doing flybys of this thing, you'd figure out how to get the fuck out of there, wouldn't you? Or at least self-destruct or something?
2: I think also they have a certain level of indifference of like, what are you guys going to do? This, I mean, I think they saw exactly what played out as what would have played out is they were like these people this Biden administration is so weak that like what's the worst they're going to do they let the whole the thing fly over every military installation on the way over every nuclear silo on the way and then they're like trying to pat themselves on oh, the back well that's, like, oh, yeah, that's certainly the case of I the
1: balloon that's certainly the case i think we need we need to capture one of these ufo's yeah we need to net em- we need to employ the wily e. coyote <laughs> giant net <laughs> and I suggested on Twitter that we hire Bane from Batman to do it this you know if you remember that opening scene of Dark Knight Rises uh, God, you're such a fucking nerd he, they come out of the back of this cargo plane and they sort of rappel out onto another plane and they basically they, well, they don't net it they like they put these bolts into the side of the thing and they basically yeah I mean like they make it so the plane's The wings collapse and it's basically dangling there beneath this cargo plane. But you're telling me we don't have the capability of dropping out of a cargo plane some giant net with drones at every corner and it could surround this thing. And then we basically trawl the UFO back to land. And, you know, you you, you dump the net. Let's, let's say it has an explosive, you know... You uh, dump
0: it so you don't have to land with
1: it. Yeah, right. It, it, maybe it does detonate or whatever. But it's, you know, it's 1,000 feet below the cargo plane. If it blows up, it's not going to hurt the plane. But you could basically dump it on the ground. And then we know exactly what we're dealing with here. Dude, this sounds feasible. I think I just solved it. I th- this I th- sounds feasible.
3: I, I, not only did you solve it, the other thing that you haven't, haven't uh, let the audience in on that I'm going to ask you to share now is... Your view on who, if they are aliens, (laughs) who they might be. So, Kurt Vonnegut wrote a book called (laughs) Slaughterhouse Five.
0: I don't, let's not, let's, let this is going to, this is going to put people to sleep. We're talking about
2: Slaughterhouse Five. This is going to put, bro, he said book. I've heard
0: this bit. It's going to put our people, our people to
1: sleep. Oh, what, because it's my nerd thing?
0: Yeah, dude, it's terrible. I don't like books. You just don't
1: want to talk about the fact that these beings could exist in a dimension we don't don't understand. What you're talking about,
0: what you're talking about is like military by L. Ron Hubbard. Uh no, it's not. How? Okay. All right. You know what? Go ahead. Go
1: ahead. What am I? Ta- what do you want me to talk about? Oh, what I, do you I, mean?
3: we want to. He- we want to hear your theory
1: for how these are interdimensional beings. Well, all I'm saying is we think of aliens just as the gray men, as I was joking on the previous episode. But like, we have no concept of how you know these things would come here. Right. You know, they could be as big of a, as a house or as tiny
0: as an ant. Yeah. You know? They well, could ex- that was my point is that they showed up in their pacifist ants Right, and like, What the fuck is The F
1: thirty five shows up yeah. and they're like, Holy shit, we underestimated these people <laughs> Which would be great. Right. But like they could also have always been here. They could have been existing in a dimension we don't perceive.
2: Now he's gone new history channel. Not the old good History Channel. Not the like Grassley History. Aliens. Aliens. Not
1: ancient aliens. If he's got ancient Not aliens, Stargate. Bro. Not Stargate. You just
2: said the aliens have always been here, bro. It's that's ancient aliens.
0: I, no, 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 literally ancient would, aliens. No, because that would. Can exist we stop? Time. This is unbelievable. I agree. Like,
2: There's no aliens, bro. It's 100 the Chinese. That's what this is.
0: Well, I don't know if it's aliens or not, but like getting into the like metaphysic possibility is not something we do here in the Ruthless Variety. Bro. All I'm saying let's not our, let's
1: not our, our, have our preconceived notions. Okay. Limit our
0: creativity
1: of what this possibly
0: could
2: be. I knew when he brought up a book, it was going to be bad. I know. That's a
1: tell. It's like, here we go. Homework, I know.
0: homework. Here we go. Everybody's going to be bored <laughs> to tears. I would say, for the
1: record, I didn't bring it up.
0: No, no, he, I, did. no he, I did. I he's did. Greasing he's greasing the trying wheel. To gas, he's trying
1: to gas me up. I did, because I know, I know what gets you going. It gets me going. It does.
0: It's unbelievable. Frankly, well... <laughs> Maybe should you should do like a, a like a set aside. I'll your, do an entire episode. Your on, own. on
1: the tesseract in the fourth dimension, and yeah, I'll do I'll do that.
0: No, th- we'll get we'll get dozens of listeners. What he said is is not. He's being serious. What
2: said you just? I think the net serious. was a good idea,
0: though. The net, see, look, I, I have good that, ideas. I
2: think that's feasible. That's feasible.
0: Okay. Okay. Can we read some... Oh, hold on, hold on. Before we get into uh, people talking about how great we are, which is what we love, mm-hmm. uh, can we do a birthday shout out?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: 100%. So a special birthday shout out, uh, and we get these occasionally, but it's... I mean, these are really nice because they're they're solid human beings that we hear from every once in a while. We love to interact. Uh, we wanted to wish one of our loyal listeners and one of Hollywood Hens really good friends. Uh, a, a special 40th birthday. Happy birthday, Carly. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful day. And and honestly, 40, hey, you know, you're going to have to go big on 40, don't yeah, you? That's no, a big that's, one. It's a milestone, to be sure. It really is. It really is. So happy birthday, Carly. We appreciate you. Um, let's get into some five stars. Is the voice all lined up?
3: Okay, this is from Za 7711 Uh, And the the title is Keep the Faith, Hold the Line, Own the Libs. Been fortunate enough to be listening to this show from the beginning. The boys bring humor and clarity to a state of our political process today. Y'all need to fire up a series of in-person events, maybe in the early primary states, starting with my state of South Carolina in 2023.
0: Yep. Yep, we I agree. Yeah,
3: I don't disagree with that
1: at all.
0: We agree. I love that. I love that review. Good suggestion. Thanks for being with us since the beginning. I mean, that's, that's at this point, quite a commitment. Yeah, that is.
2: Uh, Smug? So this is from Ruthless in Seattle. It says, long-time minion, first-time caller. Fellas, great show. Listen to every episode. My girlfriend, who I introduced to the show, and I routinely discuss the proceedings of the program uh, every Tuesday and Thursday. I've been following Smug since the January 2020 impeachment trial when I watched in real time as Smug and the Minions discovered and communicated, uh, allegedly, allegedly, important information to Senator Ted Cruz, who delivered a related question for the House managers all within the space of about 90 minutes. You guys remember nice. that yeah, I do. Yeah, that was incredible. I do. What a banger. The rest is history. Sometimes I wish there were more episodes each week than average completions per game, for Russell oh, Wilson,
0: nice, a, which as nice. a
2: Seahawks fan, I can't say I'm. <laughs> and
0: that was so a very, smart. that was very much a giveth and taketh away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and yeah. Such a great comparison, honestly. Such a great comparison. I love that. Uh, but I respect the effort. Keep up the good work. And if Ruthless hosts a fruitless host of primary debate for 2024, you should play a round of Dem with the candidates. And we are going to well, you know, that's a That's a great primary. idea. Uh, P.S. A suggestion. Now that you are having repeat guests who have already answered the three big questions, you should start asking them what is the largest animal they think they could take in a fight. Ooh. Yes. That is yeah. a good one. I like one. that one.
0: You know I what? Like that's that a one. great suggestion. I actually. Let me write that down. Yeah. I feel like hundred I feel like that's, a, I
1: feel like that's Great right suggestion. on the money, yeah. well, you can learn a lot about what's you know somebody from what they say,
0: yeah because nobody like politician they're gonna want to present strength no matter right. what, but they have different ways of presenting it right
1: right
2: I can't wait until we host a debate and then I get a question and I'm like, all right, biggest animal. You could <laughs> be <the
1: best." laughs>
2: I don't. I'd also like to know how
3: they deal with several of these animal problems that are springing up, like the monkey pandemic.
0: Hundred you know,
1: percent. These, these monkey pandemic. Yeah. yeah. The violence. The yeah. old hobby horse
0: comes out. It's just violence against animals. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Dunks, what do you got?
1: Yeah, uh, this one is from T S E Man twelve twelve. Is that Tennessee Man? Ooh. I don't know. Uh, I found. Megan Kelly's podcast through you guys.
0: Oh wow! wow. It goes turn. the other way. A real turn. We're gonna have uh,
1: to, we're gonna have to reminder of that. Yeah, yeah. Longtime listener, first time reviewer. I usually pick up my kids from school on Tuesdays, and the first request from my five year old is to listen to the three guys laughing. Sorry, Smug. <laughs> <laughs> I feel less guilty as a dad after listening to your podcast, knowing that there are other people out there who enjoy saying penis <laughs> than my three-year-old son. <laughs> listen, he they
0: has to learn somehow. It's yeah. better from us from anybody else.
1: Yeah. I remember growing up and listening to Rush on the radio in my dad's car, pal, me too. Oh, yeah. oh I love that. I, that is a good oh, memory. Nice. I used to get uh, picked up and then first thing in the car, you hear rush. Oh, uh, that theme song. Yeah. Just
0: in, in your head.
1: Uh, hopefully my kids will fondly look back on listening to you three guys and smug. Keep up the great work. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was a great review from Ashbrook. You're getting <laughs> some, <laughs> thank, uh, thank you
1: Ashbrook. You're getting, <laughs> they're coming at you getting a little chippy on I, smug in these. I loving it. And the,
2: dude, the Russell, the, or the, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the what, uh Russell Wilson thing, hundred
0: percent dead on. Could not agree yep. more with that. Yeah, when we found uh, Ashbridge Burner with that last one. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is from the Associated Press, guys. Oh. Let's just start with some hot fire because I know. I mean, we've had a lot of. I, I noticed people saying when we bring up things that just absolutely irritate them, that they. I mean, that makes work out a little better.
2: Yeah, they're at the gym. They go harder on the rep. Right.
0: So let's just start with this. This is an AP headline. Biden's empathy shapes policy, but some voters don't feel it. Mm. They don't
2: feel it. I really thought I was going to throw up when I you 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 know, you know
3: who's really feeling Biden's empathy right now are the thousands of people living in eastern Ohio dealing with this disaster of a train wreck that he ignored for weeks and weeks.
0: Dude, weeks and weeks in the EPA, by the way just tweeted about it yesterday. Outrageous. And that was the first communication from the EPA that they've had during the entirety. I mean, we're talking two and a half weeks of this disaster.
3: That's Biden's empathy, and that's people feeling it.
0: Oh, that's...
2: that's <laughs> and this administration is kind of on board with train wrecks, I think. I mean, it's basically been their policy. Um, Certainly and, love the trains. And, and when I just... I mean, this is a classic example, like, we've brought up about... Um, but Like, bad things are just happening to Biden... Even though he's just like doing his best, and, and then all these horrible things happen to him. Like, why are these stupid voters not feeling his empathy? It's a ridiculous, it's such a perfect, isn't it? A incredible incredible perfect, perfect
0: take. encapsulation of, of today's meeting. Sitting aboard Air Force One, maybe we should get a little West Wing here. Sitting aboard Air Force One last year, President Joe Biden was scanning the newspaper. He spotted a ghostly photo of a child's swing set engulfed in raw sewage. He didn't just sigh or shake his head. Oh my god! Upon landing in Washington, he ordered a longtime aide, Steve Ruchetti, <laughs> to phone the White House infrastructure coordinator. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, so, <laughs> but okay, let's just take that at face value, right? Say that what they said was true, that one anecdote was true, which of course was spoon-fed by the White House Communications Department. Mm -hmm. Why is it that he hasn't responded in any form, written or verbally, to what's happening in Ohio? Yep. If he's feeling everybody's pain, if his empathy is shaping policy, how is it that you have an ecological disaster happening in ohio that's ruining people's lives killing pets all kinds of stuff and like they I th- don't even i think you have nailed
2: it. it is you said that like this sounds like the white house press shop at work they're dealing with real problems the border is a mess there's you know our military is shooting down god knows how many things all across the country uh ohio is facing a disaster and they're like okay instead of dealing with these issues why don't we put out a nice little puppy story? Huh? Joe Biden likes puppies. Well, that, about
1: that? And I mean, I think the reason why, you know, they don't feel any, you know, urge to actually do the administrative work of running a government is Bingo. because the press lets them off the hook. The empathy is the only thing that matters.
0: This is the West Wing thematic let, that we've talked about since day one. On this let me, program.
1: Let, to that point, let me read the beginning of this Mayor Pete tweet. Which I think encapsulates entirely this whole thing we're talking about. Can't wait to hear this. This is about, you know, obviously the the train derailment. I continue to be concerned about the impacts of the February 3rd train derailment. Oh, you're still concerned.
0: Oh, that's great because it's on fucking fire.
1: (laughs) Well, I feel better. I continue to be concerned.
0: It's on fire.
1: Oh, well, you know, box checked. He's concerned. Oh, (laughs) He's concerned. <laughs> Good. Like fucking hot dog mean. That's dude, only- dude, you run the transportation department. You continue to be concerned? Yeah. I mean, I, I fucking concerned. hope. We're all concerned. <laughs> you know? But like they really do believe that right there. Oh, nailed it. Check that box. Got it. We have expressed our empathy. Yo, we don't have do you- to solve the problem.
0: What do you want to bet in the comms department? There's a couple of high fives. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh this day. Nailed a perfect it. perfect response. Hammered it.
1: Yeah. Hammered yeah. it. Pitch perfect tone. Yeah. You
3: can't you can't tweet I'm concerned. You have to tweet I continue to be concerned. I continue right. to be so because that I've been. people don't realize that we haven't noticed it.
0: Although the last time. <laughs> I haven't spoken about it and actually deliberately eluded it and talked about race-based hiring in the construction industry yeah. instead. Yeah. Right. I now want you to know that in the background of my mind. In my mind, this whole time, I've been concerned. I've had concern. The well, entire
3: what, time. What they're doing with this AP story is not dissimilar. I mean, if you look at the subject matter, it's yes. infrastructure. Get me the infrastructure coordinator, he told Steve Rischetti. Give me, <laughs> give me a break. Dude, from dude. from Air Force One. Hey, Steve, get me the infrastructure coordinator, I want to talk to him. About a ten million dollar grant we did in Alabama.
0: Who oh, yeah. is the coordinator? Let's yeah. talk about Alabama. <laughs> and are <laughs> like focused
3: on infrastructure.
0: And the whole in the whole the whole point of this is that in Alabama, they he did so he had a ten million dollar grant for some infrastructure thing. Which by the way, in the grand scheme of things, the amount of money that goes into infrastructure all across this country, it's like fairly laissez fair, right? That's not like a significant thing it just is what it is no
3: they spend a lot more time talking about the weather than they talk about safety but that's a different right. issue they you want know,
1: they want to make it seem like joe biden's limo goes over a pothole you know and he calls somebody up and gets it fixed yeah like, no, like no, that's no, it no it's more than it's that. completely fucking no, fake.
0: no no it's more than that it's in alabama a state that he could never carry. Mm. And no, he's a president for all people, Michael. The humanity of this. He's a president for all people, (laughs) despite the fact they don't like his policies. And the AP is here to explain to you how it is that despite the fact that these people will never vote for him, he's still there for him. right. He's, he's
1: doing, still there. He's doing what's best for them. He's
0: still there. And then they go on to explain how it is that the good people of Alabama don't
2: appreciate yeah. those $10 million grants. I can't believe those ingrates don't love Joe Biden. What <laughs> yet, them?
3: yet, according to the Associated Press, the money came at the president's insistence. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is just
0: incredible. Uh, I mean, if you look at this thing, how force-fed could an AP article get it's just full oh, it's of sad. anecdotes and red. Like,
2: look, look how they framed this line. They said, for all of that, however, 53% of voters in the midterm election said Biden didn't care about people like them. They're like, how dare these people not realize Joe Biden is a superhero? Can yeah. you believe that? What is wrong that? with you people? And it gets even better. I mean, I, I, I was joking about a puppy story, but it says here, this is a line, uh, that belief about Biden. A president known to commiserate with grieving families and offer to phone children who want puppies is a reflection of how people judge leaders through a rigidly partisan lens. (laughs) Dude,
0: it's comic comic book stuff. It is comic
2: book stuff, especially considering
3: that four trains in four different cities in America have derailed within the last 10 days.
0: I mean, what? His,
3: his infrastructure plan, his infrastructure strategy, whatever he wants to call it, is complete bullshit. I
2: have to read this line because, I, I mean, this is another example of I almost threw up. <laughs> it says... Biden tries to put himself in the scuffed shoes of a oh. worker and asks Ivy League educated aides to do the same. Oh,
0: oh. that's definitely the case. They're no like, hey, question about it. You can definitely tell from the resonance with the American people that these people
3: get. They really <laughs> get At the it. insistence of Biden, he's hiring the smartest. And, and, and but and he insists that they think like a working person.
2: <laughs> that's the thing. And, and the, framing, <laughs> the framing of it it's is. The most outrageous it's so offensive. Exactly, con- it's just dripping with condescension. The framing of it of being like, Scuff listen, shoes. like he, he he tries to think like you know you peasants with your scuffed shoes, and even among your betters, the Ivy League educated who advise him, they try to feel your pain too. It's just insane that they that I mean that they think like this. But we always knew they thought like this. Have you ever seen, knew they But have
0: you ever it. seen an open kimono like this, where you've got both an administration that could never ever under any circumstances relate to somebody who's actually in the middle class with, it, with an associated press that's like basically doing the Georgetown cocktail circuit mm-hmm. all t- together coming up with a narrative here that is like no 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 he gets it he really gets it and what you don't understand is how great he is you dumb peasants
3: that's right. that's, Why that's you get this because it's, it's your fault
0: usually, usually
3: the associated press is not like this usually yes, they the are, associate dude. You okay, always, okay. you always yeah, try that's to make fine excuses that's fine for the journal that's fine um, no, i um, mean it's a wi- uh, it's a
1: wire service I, it's, it's supposed to play i mean if anybody shoots it straight it's supposed to be that it's, it's supposed it's to be of, them right. it's
3: full of workmen like folks who are doing their best to get the facts out yeah every once in a while stuff like this slips through uh the system but you know it t- t- takes shots at me for you know i don't i don't i don't really care hold I on listen to, listen to this associated listen. press is above this sort of thing
0: listen to this the pandemic still matters for the president. Each day, he continues to tuck a card in his, into his suit jacket that lists the deaths and infections from COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> he tuck reference- a card into his suit jacket. <laughs> he that, references- that's not a card,
2: dude. Like, more people died under Joe Biden then, then, when President Trump had the pandemic and there was no vaccine, no nothing, we knew nothing about this disease. More people have died since Joe Biden became president, and that's because this administration doesn't care. Doesn't no? Know but it's doing. even
0: more sinister than that, Smug. It's even more sinister. The reason that it, if this happens, which I don't know, but the reason that they have those numbers available for the president is because that's his political narrative. Because he wants to make sh- absolutely sure that the American people know that they locked their children down, that they shut their economy down, that all of the problems that has resulted that over the last two years have not gone away. And that COVID is still this massive cloud that hangs over the American people. And the reason why they can't get out from underneath it is because of the sinister pandemic, which by the way, I don't know where it was created in China. I don't know, it, it could have been anything, it may bat soup maybe, who knows? We can't come to the bottom. of We stopped asking questions about that long time ago.
3: Well, thanks to this AP story, they let us know exactly what's on the president's mind when he references these numbers in meetings, quote, knowing they represent people and families.
0: Well, oh, I- that is very, very important. The deaths of people represent People. Well, so I think it's. <laughs> I, I
1: I think it's even more sinister than that, though, because oh, I like the we way you just went one up, one I'm, up, one up. Yeah, no, let's ser- seriously, well, let's do this. because if it really was about the pandemic and the people who are still dying, the people in the media—not the Associated Press, but MSNBC and CNN. They'd still be running the ticker yep. about the deaths every yep. single day. Yep. But they need to do a Schrodinger's cat with the pandemic. Oh, listen to this. Mm-hmm. It has very, to, very well. It mandated. has to exist and not exist. It can only Schrodinger's ex- cat, if you will. It can only exist for the benefit of Joe Biden as an empathetic figure. Yes, right. Cares Nobody else cares pain, about it. Right? But it has to not exist In the sense that if it's still going on and the ticker's rising every day what the fuck is joe biden doing right right like then he looks like a bad administrator of the state can't have that no can't have that but you must know if something does happen he cares bingo right you see what i'm saying yeah no. he still has that thing tucked into his shirt every day so even though you don't see the ticker on on when like when donald trump was president and he was to blame and he was a terrible person joe biden cares
0: and every time you think of that ladies and gentlemen you think of Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> and,
1: and, and I, 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 went, I went and looked at this article. I thought that was actually not a nerd thing. I thought that was like a... No, that was a perfect comparison. Right. No, I get it. It's I the cat that's it. here and not there. I just so, I love thing. when you do that.
2: I went, okay. I, I went back and I looked at this article. Uh, because I want to see who the author is. <laughs> the, the old man. The, the author is Josh Boak, B-O-A-K. His at on Twitter is at Josh Boak. Oh, I,
0: my God. Listen to what and, you're and doing. And I saw he
2: follows me, and I'm, I'm going to quote retweet him. And, you know, folks on Twitter, I think you should also feel free if, you, if you're not <laughs> happy with him writing such, something
0: so embarrassing. It is know. embarrassing, and people ought to be called out. Look, there is access journalism, and then there is access journalism. Access journalism is like the president is going to do this. He's going to do it here. This is what he aims to accomplish. Access journalism is not, at the end of the day, trying to weave a narrative that this president cares so much about the people he fails to represent, and it's up to the people who he fails to represent to actually appreciate him. Right. That's not access journalism. It's their fault. That, that's that's opinion journalism. We find that in every editorial page anywhere across this country. Right.
3: Right, And too often slipping into the news pages of newspapers around the world.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. All right. So you found this one, Smug, and honest <laughs> to God, I just about lost
2: it. Yeah. Somehow I just found all the horrible takes <laughs> on Twitter. And this one comes uh, from Karen Decker, who I guess has is in a position with – her, her ad is U.S. Uh, Ambassador Kabul. She-
0: She's the U.S. Ambassador to Kabul? Correct. Because if you go to her ambassador's page on the U.S. government, it says charge de d'affaires yeah
1: yeah, Fr- French yeah Char- so, uh, sh- Char- Char- Chargé
0: d'affaires no but I'm very confused as to why that's in an American website
2: <laughs> honestly I think that might be one of the things that the Taliban saw and they're like if they're even writing in French dude it's time to go So, time so, to go in so this is her tweet are Afghans familiar with hashtag black girl magic and the movement it inspired do Afghan girls need a similar movement what about Afghan women? Teach me, ready to learn. Hashtag Black History Month. At Beyonce, at Lizzo,
1: at Regina King. Dude, so all right. So, so I
0: mean, I just, yeah. <laughs> again, this this is Karen Decker, U.S. Ambassador. So Karen's got ideas, yeah, right. And and but but I think this is worth breaking down because in and of itself what is she talking about no you're absolutely right because this is and
1: i'm so glad you found this mug very rarely we find a lot of crazy tweets that we mm-hmm. talk about on this show yeah that are very funny but very rarely do you get a piece of content like this that tells a story about the entire worldview of these
0: people a symphony that's it's a, it. It, it, is. it dude it's a symphony so so tell us like give me a little background on black girl magic and what she's talking about here
2: this is basically just you know of uh, you know you've seen that we in the US you should empower and celebrate black women who uh, you know have had a hard time uh, and and they should be recognized for their achievements what I don't see is how can a person have any functional brain cells and think that okay so the Taliban is like setting you on fire and killing you if you try to go to school, there's, an, there's a horrific number of like, reported rapes and really, really terrible shit going down. Uh, and, and this lady's response, who I went and checked the LinkedIn, she's been a, a paper-pushing bureaucrat for 30 years. Her response is maybe listen to a
1: Beyonce song.
0: Yeah. Play some Lizzo. Yeah, like
1: like Do, the Taliban doesn't exactly. But this is where, <laughs> this is where if you the,
0: play music, they will definitely kill you. Right. <laughs> this is where that like, my, my head popped off, right? When you're when you're CCing Beyoncé, Lizzo, and Regina King. Yep. Yep. Right. And you're talking to an American audience of which these three people are amongst the most popular and wealthy performing artists in the world, Mm -hmm. right? But certainly embraced in this culture, in American culture, as preeminent successful artists of their time. And what we're talking about here with them can somehow be translated to a government that we turned over. Mm -hmm. We we turned it over. We turned it over. The United States of America turned it over to the Taliban, who summarily canceled school for girls mm-hmm. in Afghanistan, and in fact, this is from Al Jazeera. This is a headline from Al Jazeera: "Banned from schools, Afghans girl, Afghan girls fear for their future."
1: Yeah, and we're gonna solve that with a fucking hashtag.
0: So we're that's gonna, what they think. Are we yeah. gonna rap about it? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I mean, it's just it's such a perfect encapsulation to me of of what we're talking about with this, this West Wing view of yep, the world, yep. which is like, my God, uh, we have a problem here. Maybe if we inspire song.
1: If we just got the right number of people to tweet about it, maybe we put together a video, a fight song yeah. you know, <laughs> of all of these people talking about how great Hillary Clinton is, then she'll become president. I mean, this is what these people really think. That's how diplomacy is done in, like, a very hard world with violence and terrible people and dictators.
0: Just the right half. And and, and just wait. Go, go, go. go. I was just going to say, and just wait for a moment when an Afghan girl, a collegiate student, or a high school age student decides, you're right. The American ambassador is absolutely right. Now is Afghan history month. It's it is time for Afghan Women girl to rise, magic, right? Right. And I'm gonna rap about what it is that I'm being that's being done to me and my people. And then they stone her to death. What the hell happens to that person? Yeah. Right. Now that you've abandoned them right. entirely, not only them but the people who were translators who are helping mm-hmm. the United States in combat. We abandoned them too. Hell, we abandoned 14 Marines that we had killed That's what Joe Biden on the did. on the day that we walked out. You know and this sort is of, their response? You know what this sort of
1: reminds me of? Do you remember the uh, Do you remember the Dave Chappelle skit about <laughs> 9/11? And only da- Dave Chappelle is a genius. This Total guy could genius. find humor in the craziest things and the saddest things. And he had this thing about 9/11 where he's like, you know, the craziest thing in the coverage was when they ran out of people to talk to and they were bringing in celebrities. It was like, Ja Rule came on. (laughs) And Chappelle is like, He's like, these are serious times. I don't need to hear from John Rule on what we should do.
0: (laughs) No, it's a perfect example of that. But it's also just the out-of-touch, West Wing nature of all Democratic administrations. It's not just the Biden administration.
1: No, it's not. I, I mean, I really do think that they view politics and what we can accomplish in it through a lens of of Hollywood, they think that mm-hmm. they they've succeeded in so many ways with advancing their politics through culture that they think this stuff actually has purchase in the rest of the world. And frankly, it doesn't. And yeah. that's the thing is is and I think bringing up
2: uh, the way that the Biden administration abandoned Afghanistan and, and and led to such chaos and loss of life among U.S. service members is so perfectly encapsulated here because you see someone who's the embodiment of. The administrative class. Uh, This is someone who graduated from Georgetown School of Foreign Affairs. You know, you've got an Ivy Leaguer who has failed their way up to this position, and their solution is... Putting out a hashtag and yeah. adding celebrities because her, I know, and her yes. lizard brain, she was like, I hope to God that Beyonce or someone replies to me and I can meet Beyonce or Lizzo and get a selfie. And, and look at my, and look at my cool. clout. Yeah. And, and get some clout and everyone think I'm cool. Because these people, like, if she actually cared about her job, that situation that unfolded, that tragedy in Afghanistan would not have happened but these people don't have actual solutions. These people have never solved problems. These people have never accomplished anything in their lives. Well, they rela- just Ivy League bureaucrat administrative failures. And, and
1: and it relates back to the previous story about their need, you know, to showcase their empathy as a way of accomplishing something, right? Like I remember that documentary final year. This is about the final year of the Obama administration. There's
0: it's Oh yeah. I can't believe you watched that.
1: It's Oh, there's it's a gold mine, dude. It's a gold mine because you, you got a higher time. Isn't that the one idea that? Idea, what's her yeah, name? That, uh, that takes patience. The State
2: Department lady, the redhead who ran over powers, a kid in Africa. Yes,
1: yeah. And they were like, right. "Are you okay?" To her, so, uh, <laughs> right, so they're like,
2: "That must have sucked." No, so <laughs> and I was like, "I think it's a lot worse for the kid."
1: But that's why that's why I bring it up is because you look at at powers um, in that documentary and what they were they were racing to accomplish all this legacy stuff for Obama right in the final year of his <laughs> they administration. They were racing a little too fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for that kid anyway. That's what dark. That's dark. But but <laughs> but I mean, she really thought if she had enough chairs and enough semicircles and talked to women in Africa, maybe they'd stop the general mutilation. Right? Like, there's ways of engaging, obviously, in communities, but it's not a it's not success in and of itself to empathize with people's
3: pain. no, so it's, it's, no it's, it's,
0: it's West Wing. Right. It's West Wing. It's exactly right. Just short, it, it, short, short. Sh- I mean, this is a bumper sticker.
3: It right. doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do with actual success, actual achievement, actually helping people, actually fixing a problem. It has to do with the way you put it. Exactly right. Sitting in a semicircle, getting your photo taken, and getting out of Dodge. Yeah, that is all they do. And right. it,
0: but they believe they genuinely believe that if somebody of my magnitude <laughs> spends a moment encountering this problem and discussing it it raises it to a portion where people cannot ignore it yeah and yeah. it certainly will be solved after that because and then they move on it yeah. says here in, in, My in God, it says here in her bio karen
2: b decker specializes in conflict resolution and crisis management well i guess we've seen how good she is at that Christ. with the situation in afghanistan but that's the whole problem these people will continue failing up making horrible decisions, and their entire focus is on, how can I look like I care? I mean, that's the heart and the problem of of modern progressive liberal politics is, they're like, oh, you know, it's super empathetic to have an open border, which just lets coyotes do human trafficking nonstop, ruin lives, something like 50% of women are sexually assaulted on the way up here. So they don't care about the ramifications of their beliefs is people suffer. Well, and it's, right, it, it, people it, suffer, and they are indifferent it, to that because they want to look like, hey, I'm nice, I'm a good person. It's also
1: it's also superficial in the virtue signaling of this because this Karen Decker is a, I mean, she's a white woman. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know the type. Let's we we've talked about this, right? Like. They post the black square on Instagram, and it's problem solved, racial harmony in America, right? And they yep. get to feel good and look good to their to their other people in their liberal circles. Right. I mean, that's what this is about as well. It's real. I really don't think this has anything to do with the women of Afghanistan. You know, the tweet ends with, you know, black girl magic. Teach me, ready to learn, and then oh. tags a bunch of black women hashtag Black History Month. <laughs> All this really is. <laughs> All this, real, this really, honestly, I feel like this doesn't, she doesn't give a shit about the girls in Afghanistan. No, that, this is clout chasing no. on Black History Month for a white liberal woman <laughs> yep. to look good to a bunch of black celebrities.
0: Dude, it, That's what it is. That, exactly Which that. is like,
1: just, it's actually disgusting it's when you disgusting, think about it. It's disgusting, but it's, it's no what.
0: different than what Pete did yeah. by, by talking about, in in as he, the fires burn mm-hmm. in Ohio, talking about how there's not enough... There's too many white people working construction. Yeah,
2: They're, yep,
0: right. It's the same thing.
2: I'll tell you what, like sickos, dude. Well, They're sickos. The, the, this shows the Taliban no longer has the crown as the worst terror group. It's liberal white women. So. <laughs> <laughs> they are by far the most deranged and dangerous force on the planet.
0: The
3: decrease. <laughs> yeah, Katie Pavlich called it very early on.
0: Well, I just, I, you know, look to, to put a bow on this. I can't believe that we are in a society with at least half of the population. Who believe that it is more important to name check race based stuff than it is to actually accomplish good, right? Like you do, it's more important to do the thing that you should do to appear good rather mm-hmm. than doing the good itself, right? Right, and that that is just. It's, I mean, a,
3: it's a disease look it, yep. it a, really is the, the longer that that sticks around in our country the weaker and weaker we become.
0: buddy we were I mean look I'm a little older now and I can remember growing up that wasn't that had no place in society right. no it either. had no place And the funny thing is we keep thinking about how we've made progress racially and we have in many 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 respects. Mm-hmm.
3: This is not one. This is this sets us back. This is the exact. That's exactly. But this
0: is. I, I cannot honestly say for the first time in my lifetime that we are in a better place from a United States of America standpoint than we were 20 years ago when it comes to this shit. Yep. I really don't because I mean I was taught and you all were taught. That there is no, there's no difference between these human beings. Like, you have to give everybody a shot. This is all about trying to provide an equal opportunity for people to do and stuff. And that's the thing
2: is is the whole turn that progressives made from equality to equity, once they were like demanding equity, which is just, it's racism. Equity is essentially just racism. You hear about cases where like at Columbia University, where uh, students there, uh, this is the CRT stuff in action. They demanded that there be a separate graduation ceremony, for Asian kids, a separate one for black kids, a separate that's one for white kids. It's segregation. Like, it's exactly. It's like, dude, this is like if Jim Crow were allowed to run colleges, if Jim Crow policy worse than that, it's Jim Eagle. It's yeah. Jim Eagle's running college <laughs> yeah. policy. But they think that's equity and that's a better – it's better to make like kids in schools start hating each other for the color of their skin than to actually give everyone an equal shot, which is, you know – that should be the mission if you're trying to create a just and equal society but it's not enough and so then you end up with brain worms horrible people like this lady who thinks hey you know if i do a shout out to to some uh black singers and say i'm
0: ready to do the work cloud chase done my job
2: as as someone who oversees
0: the situation black square posted yeah Right, right. Oh my God, Okay, all right. Let's turn the page. On. I could go for an hour on that. I know. It just makes me so mad, mm-hmm. right? And everybody I grew up with. It just everybody just it, it's it's just an anathema. Um, all right, so Biden. Let's talk about the alien situation for a second here. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the fact that uh, first of all, the senators who attended, and this is according to, the, to Axios, senators who attended a classified briefing on Tuesday on three UFOs shot down referred to UAPs. They've changed it from UFOs because they don't want us to be freaked out about it. Mm. Um, so they hope for more information as recovery efforts get underway. What ended up happening, and I, listen, this is the power of the Ruthless Variety program, fellas. What ended up happening after our program on Tuesday, where we were just shocked that the administration hasn't spoken about this, is now there are many senators we're demanding Biden go take the stump on this mm-hmm. and I can't imagine anything that is <laughs> more obvious yeah than that yeah right I if mean, you,
2: you have an extremely concerned public address our concerns Transparency. Sunlight's the best disinfectant. If you want to cry about misinformation and all this stuff, then give the people the truth. Mm-hmm.
0: Give the people the truth. So you had you know, everybody from uh, Tom Cotton to Josh Hawley, Roger Marshall, Mitch McConnell, Ron Johnson. Uh, everyone was out there, and it was bipartisan, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were Democrats involved saying, okay, well, it's time for the president to address the american people on how we have an active military presence and engagement in american skies and yet still here we are you got to give credit to the democrats you know like for a millennia the lizard
2: people have been at war with the aliens so (laughs) you know enemy of my enemy maybe
1: (laughs) (laughs) don't get me going again (laughs) but even even, (laughs) let's talk
0: what, what are the names of the what are the names of the aliens the Trial Malfadorian? Yeah, there
1: you yeah. go. Are you okay. serious? Is no, this a real slaughterhouse thing? slaughterhouse Five, okay.
3: the alien group. I was trying to get him to say that name um, earlier.
2: I am so glad I didn't read that book. I hit that Sparks Notes. We're
1: talking oh. about aliens, dude. No, Kurt Vonnegut, great writer. Well, he's Indiana guy, right? Uh, buried in Crown Hill Cemetery in Indianapolis. So there it is. I knew that, that was... explains that, it, dude.
2: Um, if you've got no buildings in your town, you're writing about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Jeez. Jeez.
3: It's just a low blow after a low blow. It wasn't just Republicans this past week calling on Biden to say more. Did you guys see that Gary Peters? And let me just stop you right there. If you've never heard of him, maybe you've heard Jerry Peters, maybe you've heard Larry Peters. <laughs> the guy's name is actually Gary Peters. He's a senator from Michigan, and he's miraculously
0: a reelected, yep.
3: unbelievably. Yeah, so, sort of unknown, but he uh, he's he said that he thinks that we need more information.
0: But I hear, guys, I I just. I mean again, I I feel like I'm missing something. That Mm -hmm. I'm that I'm in the middle of a alternate universe that I don't understand and I'm not going down your road. I'm I'm already nodding. (laughs) (laughs) But 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 like if you had any military engagement at any point in the years that I was growing up, the President of the United States got behind the resolute desk and he looked at America and he explained to them why it was that we were doing what we were doing. right? And it gave you a sense of, even if you disagreed with it, right? It gave you a sense of purpose in that like, okay, well, somebody's got their hand on the wheel here. It's not just yeah. some random missile firing all over the place. But but when this president orders many things shot out of the sky over the last week, mm-hmm. and you don't hear any, I mean, not a whisper, but out of the administration and the first thing you hear is from congressmen that are getting a briefing that is a classified setting and they're trying to like translate it to you and that's all we know every single thing that you've read in any newspaper about what's happened has come from members of congress Mm -hmm. what if Mm
1: -hmm. what Mm -hmm. what if the president got behind the resolute desk and had no more information than senator kennedy does
2: it does. I I, I it, do not believe it that it does not matter.
1: I, no, I, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm I'm with Josh
3: on this. It doesn't matter. It, it does not matter. The but he's going to. You,
1: you think he's going to sit sit behind the resolute desk and be like, "We shot down this spy balloon. Totally understand that that's from China. We've shot down four other things." we have no idea what they are no no and we've recovered nothing from them the the, the commander in chief good night i hope you feel better no no
2: the commander in chief of our military whether that's joe biden or justin trudeau i don't know who it is right now because it's that too is confusing to me uh that justin trudeau can tell the u.s military hey you're defending my borders when we don't defend our own but anyways that's a separate thing but the fact that
1: no information is coming from this administration right. on military actions. I'm not. I'm on not. Di- I'm not de- disagreeing with you guys. I'm just offering it up as an explanation for why, how about, how why they don't. It's can like
0: I, it, they're, not, they're not. They're not. It's not going to end up good. Can I f- proffer a suggestion? Sure. If you're the president of the United States, you could say, in the wake of the Chinese spy balloon, we have upped our reconnaissance mm-hmm. of any and all objects that are in flight over the United States yeah including things that are not of danger to the American people that included four objects that we are still trying to figure out exactly what they are but they are not a threat they are not an espionage tool and we are confident in our capability of deterring any future threats yeah end of story and like, I'm like, okay, well, I have a lot of questions about why we don't know what the fuck they are, but at least I know I'm not going to get dive-bombed by a thousand aliens. Yeah, we're, we're taking it all out. You know, f- like balloon from a
1: children's birthday party, that's gone. Yeah. You know, the the, the plastic bag from American Beauty Mr. shot out of the sky. Tomahawk. We're doing it all. <laughs> <laughs> but you, know,
2: you know what just occurred to me is I think, you know, we also should give some credit to uh, our military because... They have not leaked anything. Like the pilots who 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 shot the damn things. Yeah. You know, the military folks who have been part of the recovery tracking all of this, not a single leak. And and this is a military who this administration's made it very clear they don't care about the military. They you know don't what, care dude, about the folks that's a, serving. That's a great point. That's a great point. These people are still serving the country dutifully, not leaking.
0: That is a great, great. point. Yeah. And it's it's actually one worth applauding because in this era where they were tearing down institutions and we're politicizing institutions, there are still institutions.
2: Like this president spread an insidious lie about uh, our our folks at the border keeping this country safe, calling a racist thing that they were whipping migrants and all this madness. Even after all of this, even after all of this,
0: our folks who serve in uniform do their job. Still doing their Mm -hmm. job. I love it. I love it. All right, so let's get on. Do you guys want a pouncing and seizing update? I always love those. This is so good. So I don't know if everybody uh, saw this or not, but we had some pretty shitty inflation news. Mm -hmm. And uh, according to Yahoo News, Republicans pounce on the weak inflation report. Oh, God. Do you think that this is... When you write a headline like that, knowing that we do what we do on this show, (laughs) is it just gaslighting? No, it's... I,
1: I honestly think... It's just I'd, gaslighting? No, at this point, there has to be an office pool in a newsroom. <laughs> where <laughs> you it's get like, dunked on by Ruthless? Yeah, like, how many how many times can I put pouncing in a headline on Republicans, and how many people can I get mad about it? Like, there has to be an office pool.
0: <laughs> so here's the first line. For the party not in the White House, Tuesday's disappointing inflation report offered a bit of good news for their oh. political fortunes. Jeez. And they pounced. Oh.
2: Like the, this, this person is writing about inflation, and it's not in the context of okay, it's bad for the American people. Uh, of groceries are more <laughs> expensive. It's getting more difficult for Americans to get by. Yeah, they don't care. They're like those
1: bastard Republicans, right? Because impl- in, 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 implicit in in that, right, smug, is that the news isn't bad on its face. You should you should be able to deal with this. Because if you complain about it, you're helping Republicans. Yeah, Ooh. that's what it is. That's Dude, what it is. That is it. That's that's the psyop that they play on the average voter with this sort of framing. Yeah, it's like, man, you got yeah, them. That prices, is it. Or are you concerned about eggs? You're a Republican. Uh, oh, oh, oh! You're you're gonna bitch about eggs being more expensive? Well, you just you helped Marjorie Taylor Greene. I hope you're happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope I hope you're happy. We're gonna get another January sixth if you complain about this. Because that's that is that is. <laughs> That is the insidious PSYOP. Black
0: War, here we come. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Dude, that is 100% it. Dude, it, that's the PSYOP that they pull. It, tr- it truly is. I so mean, th- like the, the numbers, again, if you miss them, the 6.4% jump in prices over the last year and 5.6% annual increase in core CPI, which strips out food and energy, both came in higher than expected as well immediately after the news social media feeds and washington inboxes were filled with republican lawmakers focused on food prices and multiple oh. mentions of those egg prices oh. like why why don't people shut up and just you know there was an article i don't know if you guys saw this i think it was also yahoo, or it was yahoo news maybe that they were like um folks are figuring out a new way to deal with inflation skipping breakfast <laughs> <laughs> they're like okay America, this is where we're at, all right? But if you don't start getting used to starvation,
0: you're probably helping the Republicans. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you gluttons. I've got an idea
2: for you. (laughs) why
3: don't you lose a little weight, (laughs) you fat asses? You're like, you're going to bitch about eggs? Stop
0: eating. Stop eating. uh, Don't help the Republicans. Don't help the Republicans. Maybe your kids can go without a meal. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, all right, so this is actually a, a good topic that, that is, we, I don't think we've done Mm-mm. before, and it's a digital viewing to top traditional TV in the United States. This is, again, Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Um, fellas, this is a big deal. So for the first time ever, U.S. adults will spend more time this year watching digital video platforms such as Netflix, TikTok, and YouTube than viewing traditional television. Insider intelligence forecasted on Wednesday, uh, in a historic first, the market tracker expects linear TV to account for less than half of the daily viewing, dropping to under three hours, while average daily digital video watching climbs to fifty-two percent of that in three hours and eleven minutes.
1: Well, I mean, as a you know digital consultant, I love this. In fact, <laughs> in fact. I've been warning political campaigns about this for cycle after cycle after cycle yeah. that, you know, more media consumption is happening on the internet. And so I feel good that I'm vindicated in that. However, the issue is this is becoming a la carte media. This is becoming, you know, appointment viewing. You can you can choose when you want to consume media. Yeah. You don't have to tune in live.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And so there's become a fracturing of the media market in a way that really makes it difficult for people who want to consume a wide variety of media to fill out their diet if you will and to give this
2: like a a very general and more easy to understand example and it would be like if you're running for senate in x state you'd think that hey you know if we buy ads during like the six o'clock news Everyone's watching the six o'clock news. We'll get the most bang for our buck. That kind of thinking. But the thing is, is, is like this article says, is folks are watching a lot less TV, like linear TV, and watching a lot more digital content, like right. YouTubes and Netflixes and stuff like that.
0: You know what the other thing it's doing, though? And, and look, we'll get into the practical reality of it, but the, the, sort of like the 50,000-foot look at it, is with all these various digital platforms, the shared experience from Americans mm-hmm. has gone away. It has. right? I, like, I, I, Nobody's I, watching the same thing on Sunday night. I, Nobody's doing... Basically, live sports are the only shared experience left in America. Yeah. And there, there's something to that in terms of our polarization, mm-hmm. in terms of our misunderstanding of people's different perspectives.
2: It's like the example I always give is probably that last episode of the last season of Game of Thrones was the last time That the majority of Americans are watching the same show on a given night. That's probably right. Other than, like you said, sports. Other than, like, the Super Bowl or something. Now, like... And that's the other thing, and and, and like Duncan said, is you've got so many different services serving up their own content where, like, I'm never at a loss of suggestions of what to watch. No. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. I have 90 different people telling me to watch a show I've never heard of in my life.
1: It is a golden age of content. Like, you know, for the consumer... That is the greatest part about it is we have so much more content and so many of these companies, media companies that have the budgets to really produce like prestige quality content. But yeah. I think but 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 what we've lost, like, you know, you used to get like a cable bundle, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, I want, you know, basic cable, but then I also want this sports package and you know, I also want uh, like Big Ten Network. I'm a big ten guy, I want the Big Ten network. And my wife really wants to watch TLC and Home and Garden. Yeah, you're these bundling things. it. So yourself. we're going to bundle that, and we're and, and we're going to piece together these parts and make the cable bundle, right? Well, what was we were supposed to be freed of the bundle <laughs> right. by cutting the cord? And go into these over the top services, but now all these legacy media companies have their own streaming. It used to be like Netflix, and they had The Office on it. Well, they pulled all the Office off, and now it's on Peacock. Yeah, right. And you've got Amazon, and you've got Hulu, and you've got Apple TV Plus, you get your and Paramount you've got Di- Plus. And Paramount Plus and Disney Plus. Now, now they are
0: individually recreating, recreating the bundle that the they b- had, recreating and, and the bundle, expensive.
1: and it's now more expensive. If you wanted everything. If you wanted soup to nuts, everything, all the content that's out there, it's more expensive than the most expensive cable package. Which is wild. Yeah. Okay. But you also get it all on demand. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to tune in live. I hate it. All I'm saying is- I don't like it. All I'm saying is there's strengths and weaknesses to both, but we've certainly not freed people.
0: Can I tell you you one of the things that I love about live sports? It's not just the sports. I love the sports. I loved playing the sports when I was a kid. I love watching the sports today. Well, what I like love most of all is the community about it. Yeah. The discourse. If I you will. love I love the community of live sports and that people are actually watching what I'm watching and they are talking about it on, on Twitter and on Facebook or whatever. And 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 I have my bunch of friends who are texting about it at the same time. You, you go to a like, bar, you, there's no you other, sit other at experience stool, like that.
2: And like, you know, it's after work, you're grabbing a drink, they got Sports Center on. You can say, man, my team sucks. The guy next to you will be like, yeah, let me tell you. I'm a, I'm a yeah. Bengals fan or I'm a Broncos fan. My team sucks too. You know, and like instantly you have that connection.
0: If you if you eliminate that tie that binds American society, what, have, what do you have to talk about? You know, I, I mean, look, you, like-minded people watch the same thing. There's hundreds of millions of people that watch, you know, like you said, Game of Thrones or what have you. Um, and they can talk about that, but at different times. Mm-hmm. And it different, you know, it, it ages differently. And it's, it's all. It's like, oh,
2: have you caught that episode yet? Oh, no, no. You know, we were. So you can't up. talk we'll about watch it. Yeah, yeah, we're still okay. behind. We're yep. still behind.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? 100%. And, and, like, I love the convenience of what we've got now. But, man, there's just something that, you know, like, Thursday night is this show and we watch it. Uh, it just. Uh,
2: and, and, I mean, the, the effects of this. So I think this was kind of like. The plan is that you're going to have a golden age of content and choice for consumers, and I think the wheels are starting to fall off in some aspects of that. Number one, it's now more expensive than just having a cable package. Yeah. Uh, In terms of the content itself, I remember not even like five years ago, if if there's some old movie you want to see, you're like, oh, you've never seen this movie? Let's go here. It's it's on Netflix. I'm going to pull it up. Yeah. Let's watch this movie. None of the movies are on Netflix anymore?
0: No, now they None all of them. Now they all have their own streaming. Now they all
2: have like you might have to go to Paramount to see this movie. You might right. have to go to Hulu to see this movie. We,
1: we we I I think it's been better for the consumer. It's been worse for the community, obviously. We we now have these like atomized like media consumption experiences. No, there's no I'm even
2: against it from 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 the consumer standpoint is Yes, you may have uh, a, a, a you know an embarrassment of riches in terms of what you're going to watch, but what happens is when you have all these like five thousand shows, you're even starting to see it among the big ones. Is HBO has significantly cut a lot of their like original programming. Like they're constantly yeah. cutting shows because they're like, well, you know, if there's five thousand shows on TV and each has a hundred people watching, there's no point in paying you know top dollar to bring all these stars to have this you know show running. So. You know, your average show on Netflix now lasts maybe one season, two seasons. It yeah, was. Well, and it's, then it's gone because, it, like, not it, enough it, people watch. It's the
0: ultimate fruition of what Roger Ailes saw with Fox, which is I don't need everybody to watch, but if I got a healthy segment of the people I know who want to watch, it, I'm a powerhouse beyond anybody's belief for the foreseeable future, right? He didn't need everybody to vo- who voted Republican to watch Fox News, but he needed two and a half million to watch. Mm-hmm. And if he had two and a half million, he was bigger than every other cable station in the world. And now every single one of like 13, at, at the time that he did that, there was five. Mm-hmm. Now there's like, what, 60? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how many different streaming services and everything that you've got? all, And they're all fighting over these m- m- infinitesimal m- little populations to watch they're programming. And so you're right. At some point, the bell curve turns. It goes from the golden age of production where big stars and all kinds of great up-and-coming producers can produce incredible content that they couldn't get through the Paramounts and the whatever, to all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, we got to lower the budget here because everybody else is competing for And also, also
2: what's interesting is like the way that these streaming services are trying to adapt to facing these headwinds now of like... Uh, I think stranger things is a good example where Netflix was like, everyone just watches, you know, we'll drop every episode. People will watch for one month and then they'll cut their service. And they're like, okay, we have to split it. Let's make it three months apart. Yeah. Right. Make people have to have multiple months and end in the cliffhanger. And HBO is also smart about this. where like, when they've got a show, uh, whether it's original or not, they'll drop one episode a week. Yeah. Because like, we don't want people to cut HBO. Like after they've knocked out all the episodes yeah. and
1: they're done with it. Um, I actually appreciate that, though. Like, I like having some shows that I can binge and some shows that I wait for.
0: Do you know why you appreciate that? Because you have an element of community with it. Yeah. It's It's why. Call
3: call back to appointment viewing.
0: It it is appointment viewing, right? I mean, I think there's an element. Look, I think the best case scenario is that you have both. Like, as you just said. Mm -hmm. You can binge watch some stuff that's old and you can get caught up.
2: I've I've started cutting. Like, uh... Well, it was because they did that sixteen nineteen project. I cut Hulu. I'm done with them. I cut Disney. They're fucking nut jobs now. I don't want anything to do with them. <laughs> um, now I can't
3: wait for him to. Well, it's, but it's but it's 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 funny you say that. We've got Hulu. We're about to cut Hulu and uh, switch over to YouTube TV, who just got the NFL ticket. Sunday ticket. Yeah. So that's I think, the, I
0: think that's how you wrap this thing up. Is what we talk about the biggest move in all of this? Is Directv has existed. In, for many years uh, because of the NFL ticket. And they, for those of you who aren't NFL fans or don't watch it, what they do is they provide you access to out-of-market games. So the NFL itself on Fox and on CBS gives you every in-market game in your market every week. But if you're from somewhere else and you want to watch a team... You gotta subscribe to Direct T V. And so many of us, particularly in this area, I kind of imagine DC is a
1: haven for this. Yeah, a huge market.
0: Right? Who are from somewhere else. We actually have to subscribe to Direct T V in order to get the Sunday ticket to watch our team play. And now for the first time in ten, maybe fifteen years, mm-hmm. uh, it's not a direct T V product. Next year it, it, it's I, YouTube TV.
3: It it might be it might be twenty. 20, it might be 30 years honestly it's been a long time It might be 30 years I, I think we got direct to you I think we got the Sunday ticket I remember getting the Sunday ticket sometime in the 90s no I, I, I think so really yeah
0: well whatever whatever it is how long it's ever been now it's a YouTube product it started in 1994 Sunday
1: ticket wow, wow. I, re,
3: I remember for my brother's birthday one year. My dad got the college football package and the Sunday ticket. That's and a And our project. friends from our football team, my brother and I were on the same team. We sat. We went to the basement on his oh, birthday on Saturday. Glorious. Saturday afternoon, and we watched college football till it was over. And then everybody, you know, was still there Sunday, and we watched NFL all day. So that it, is was, awesome. it was.
2: That what a good time what a great
3: guess it doesn't get better <laughs> it does. but it con-
1: it complicates things for us right because like I have direct TV so I can watch the Colts me too and, so I can watch the bikes. you know and it fulfills some other needs in the household you know these other shows the Bravos yeah the my world. wife likes to watch and everything like that and so like that box is checked and yeah. I get my Sunday ticket well what the hell am I supposed to do now I'm gonna cut DirecTV, TV. I'm gonna. If I want to get Sunday ticket, I got to get yeah, but YouTube.
3: Cut it all, TV. it but but, but but Bravo is Bravo not available on YouTube TV. You well, don't,
0: no, you don't no. need to do cut that. But if you but if you wanted to watch the Capitals here, yeah. Washington Capitals, which I'm a big hockey fan, if you want to watch them, it's only on Masson. Masson is only provided by a cable bundle in region. Right. So it's not available. So you get end up in a situation
1: YouTube. where you're paying for YouTube TV for a Sunday ticket, but then you're double paying for essentially the same cable bundle. Yeah. By, you know, Xfinity or, or DirecTV or whatever. That's ins- on top of like the streaming services.
0: That is insane. Yeah. They made it more difficult. They so made it more difficult. So you
1: can't get an
3: NHL package uh, that will show you the caps locally because that game will be blacked
0: out. Yeah, it yeah. would be, be blacked out. But like baseball is a good example of this, right? So you can subscribe to MLB.com right. to get all the streaming of any baseball game, except if it's in market. Yep. in market, it's a cable bundle.
3: Well, it's that's okay for me. I, I don't like to watch the Expos who are wearing come on. Nationals <laughs> uniforms. I, I, I prefer to watch other teams. So that's okay for me.
2: <laughs> I'm telling you, so for me... Uh, I'm, I'm Pete tol- Rose did it. I, I'm totally fine <laughs> with, right. with cutting a bunch of services. To me, the best service of all, it's not YouTube TV. It's just YouTube. I think it's like 8 or 10 bucks a month, so you don't have ads. And I watch so many documentaries. Like, the amount of content people have created on there. That's why I was so, too, did like, you, did fired you, up did about you the catch, Taliban thing. Did you catch
0: a, a, a subscription? Do you have some kind of a – is there, like, a, are we getting paid for this? Or are you no, just no, no. A, no. I'm,
2: I'm telling you, it's, it's better than all the services because, like, uh, uh, ex- the reason I was so fired up about that Taliban tweet is – Last night, as I'm doing my usual watching of documentaries at night on YouTube, they had one about, like, how messed up uh, Afghanistan has gotten since the Taliban took over, and like, all the horrific stories of, like, these women. Which is why you got on that tweet. I saw that tweet, and I was like, lady, you are so insane. Yeah. Right? And it's better than any, like, all these Netflix shows and all that has just turned into, like, what was that show that we were talking about where it was, like, these moms and then their sons show up? Milf Manor. Yeah. Like... I'm not paying for this kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to support anything this deranged. I'm, I'm going to watch my like documentaries, History Channel, rest in peace. It used to be where you could go to get your fix and actually like, oh, learn something interesting, you know, some battle in World I'm War gonna II. Put, I'm going
0: to put him on the horn with the YouTube reps tomorrow. <laughs> we're going to do this kind of free advertising. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to get paid for this. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, so you guys may have missed it, but we're going to need a new sen- senator from California. Uh, I've
2: needed him for some time. Well, we,
0: <laughs> you said, we probably still do. Senator Dianne Feinstein said Tuesdays she will not seek re-election in 2024. Now, Dianne, who was once a real powerhouse in the mm-hmm. Senate, I mean, a genuine powerhouse, mm-hmm. uh, has not been that way for quite some time, right? No. Uh, the announcement uh, marks the beginning of the end of more than three decades in the Senate. Remember, she was part of that milk she, she she was like a she be, she became the she became the mayor
1: after the assassination of Harvey Harvey, Harvey Milk. Milk is that right Yeah yeah,
0: yeah. No, I mean there's an amazing story that goes into it it goes back decades and decades you should do some uh, some googling on this if you're not familiar but uh, here's the thing I saw this deal and I don't know if this was parody or not I don't think it was because it came from a actual reporter I know what you're gonna say yeah where uh, a reporter asked her about retiring. And she said, uh, I have not uh, come to that conclusion. Yeah, she
1: gave the boilerplate line.
0: I've not come to that conclusion. Uh, We'll release it when I have. And the press secretary reminded her she put the press release out. The statement went out. (laughs) The statement
1: already went out. Disabusing anyone of the notion that she was capable of doing the job, she was even unaware. Of her own retirement. <laughs> of her
0: own retirement.
1: That's some sad, sad shit. Oh,
0: yi. Uh
1: anyway. But 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 let's not forget, the greatest moment that this senator gave us was when those lunatics, uh, the Green New Deal lunatics came into yeah. her office oh, yeah, she Sunrise them. sunrise movement. Sunrise movement. And so it's all these um, you know, elementary school yeah. kids and high school kids. Who are telling her to support the Green New Deal, which of course got zero votes in the United States Senate um, at the time. And they're talking about how, you know, we are the people that put you in office, yada, yada, yada. And she goes straight to the kid's face and says, How old are you? And the kid says, I'm 16. Oh, so then you didn't vote for me. I Actually, just won
3: by a huge margin, Michael. I think we've got that audio here. Why don't we? Why don't we just play? Let's
1: a little play bit it. Some scientists have die, said that we have 12 years to turn this around.
0: Well, it's not going to the the we well, is is get turned around in 10 years. What we can do, Senator, if this doesn't get turned around in 10 years, you're
1: looking at the faces of the
0: people who are going to be living well, with front you. Of it. Can. The government is supposed to be for the people and by the people, and. You know what's interesting about this group is I've been doing this for 30 years. I know what I'm doing. You come in here and you say it has to be my way or the highway. I don't respond to that. I've gotten elected. I just ran. I was elected by almost a million vote plurality and I know what I'm doing. So, you know, maybe people should listen a little bit. <laughs> what a legend. What a legend. What a
1: legend. just
0: so good. The last of the Mohicans yeah. on that Democratic <laughs> yeah. side. Yeah. Uh, told a bunch of 14-year-olds to get fucked. <laughs>
3: I don't think they were that old. I think they were nine or ten.
2: Yeah, The kid's like six years old, and he's like, I was told the government's for the people, by the people. And she's yeah. like, no, you've been
1: completely misinformed. No, I got government. elected. That's not how this works. I got elected. They
2: were already brainwashed
3: into believing that the earth is going to end in 12 years. Yeah, and I think this that was is what, like, This is six years ago. <laughs> this is six years ago. Right. So the earth is going to end six years from now.
0: <laughs> My God. All right. So, uh, listen, fellas. Uh, audience note. Next Tuesday mm-hmm. we are going to be doing a games extravaganza yes burr, burr, burr. So we've got uh, nothing but games next Tuesday which will include King of the Hill I know it's been uh, a couple of weeks here. Uh, I think the biggest thing is uh, smug's been whining a little bit. We can talk about it on the next episode but so but you know I think the important part for the audience is that we're gonna have a lot of fun. It's
2: going to be a fantastic episode. Everyone should look forward to it. Fun and games, you know? What could be better? And, you know, to put a bow on things here, absolute banger of an episode. Gentlemen, uh, thank you so much to our listeners. We keep seeing more and more listeners, and, and, you know, that's why we do this every day. So, until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the lives. We'll see you on Tuesday. Stay ruthless.